Welcome to Holy Savior Sermons, bringing you the weekend sermons given at Holy Savior Church. Well, this morning as we gather here, we continue our series, Thanks and Giving. And you have to give kudos to Dale, who just rolled those two names off his tongue. I mean, he did it perfectly, right? Yeah, most of you are like, hey, whether you're here, you're like, I have no idea. Um, yeah, <laughs> he did really well. Those great names there. Hey, let's get started. We'll just kind of get the brain stirring a little bit here. And here's a question for you. What is your favorite Thanksgiving meal leftover? Now we're talking like the day or two days after Thanksgiving. Your favorite Thanksgiving meal leftover. If you think about that, you know, if you're online, you can type in some words there. You know, and you think about it, you've had this great feast, and now everything's been shoved in the refrigerator, you know, and, and now it's the next day. Or maybe it's later, you know, that night, you're hungry for a late night snack, and you open the refrigerator. What's the one thing you're going to make sure that you grab? Better yet, what's the one thing that you'd grab to make sure that you got it? Because you want to make sure that you get it, Right? Maybe it's that slice of pumpkin pie, pecan pie. Maybe it's the dark meat, you know, um, turkey. Or maybe it's the cranberry sauce or the sweet potatoes with marshmallows or green bean casserole or stuffing or whatever else maybe is your favorite. You know, one of the things that I love to make sure I clean out is the cranberry orange relish that I learned to make from my mom. Simple, you know, cranberry orange relish, fresh cranberries, you know, an orange and some sugar you know, blend it all up, grind it all up, and it's just really good. But I will finish that off. I'll make sure that I get that. Thankfully, you know, while people eat that in my house, no one likes it like I like it. But I will make sure to make sure that I eat it all. I can leave other things for other people. But that, that's one thing that I want. Because, you know, there's never enough of that. You know, as we talk about Thanksgiving, we talk about having this abundance of stuff that we usually eat on Thanksgiving Day. And though for a lot of us, Thanksgiving's going to be a little bit different this year, right? You know, a lot of us are probably not going to gather in the larger crowds that we can normally do. But, you know, a lot of us are probably still thinking, you know, what are we going to have for our Thanksgiving Day? We're going to have an abundance of all kinds of stuff to eat and enjoy. When we talk about abundance, you know, we, we talk about thanksgiving and, and giving thanks. We see that in the text that we had from today in Exodus. Kind of an odd text for us probably to read. But in Exodus, about this thanksgiving and what it means to give thanks. So let's go ahead and read the words from Exodus 36, verses 6 and 7 together. And so the people were strained from bringing more because what they already had was more than enough to do all the work. Kind of sounds like the Thanksgiving meals that we usually have, right? We have more than enough food, and we eat more, and have more than enough for leftovers. But I, I, just listen to that text. You know, they were restrained. They were told, don't bring anything else. We have more than enough. And what they were doing is they were building the tabernacle where God was to dwell, was to be his presence with his people as they would travel. So, you know, this is the first, like, mobile church, right? You know, they were going to travel. And then now let's kind of back this up. Now back this up, Exodus 35. Exodus 35, verses, verse 5 says these words here. Let's read together. From what you have taken offering for the Lord, everyone who is willing to bring to the Lord an offering. So this is the command that, that they were given, the direction they were given from Moses in building God's temple, this tabernacle, this tent. 
is they were to take from what they have and as they were willing to bring it to the Lord. And they were so willing that they brought so much that there was an overabundance that Moses had to say, stop! Now this is great, right? You know, I think about Thanksgiving, this kind of a stewardship theme, right? And you're thinking, well, you know, they gave so much. But you know, the thing is about the people in Exodus they can be so much like us. Because we see an example here of them living generously, of having this mindset and this kind of this heart capacity to give generously to the Lord in response to God's generous love towards them. Because how did God you know, show his generous love towards these people? Well, he brought them out of slavery from Egypt. He saved his people. But now if we backtrack a little bit more, and we're not going to read this text of Scripture, but in about around Exodus 33, a few chapters earlier, Moses has been away for a while, and Aaron has decided to lead the people, and that there is a scarce amount of resources, that, that God cannot truly provide for them. And so they decide they're going to take all of the precious metals they've gotten from Egypt when they left Egypt, and they're going to melt it down. And you know what they do? Yeah, yeah they, they build a golden calf. This is going to be our God, and we're going to worship this God. This God is going to provide for us. You know, here, God has saved them from slavery to Egypt, you know, saved them from the Pharaoh's armies as they crossed over the Red Sea, and now, a short time later, they, you know, go from this sense of celebration and what God has done for them to a sense of, can we really trust that God is going to provide? Now, it'd be easy for us to poke at them, but you know, if we look at ourselves, we find that it's very human to live with a scarcity mindset. Even if we have an abundance of stuff, we can live with a scarcity mindset. There's only so much resources, and can we really trust that God is going to provide? You know, do we, we sometimes act as if God is going to give us this raw deal. He's not going to give us everything we need. And not just money. We can talk about our skills or our time or relationships. That God just doesn't give us enough. There's not enough. And ultimately, this is rooted in fear. This is this part of the same sin issue that you see go all the way back to Adam and Eve in the garden. That God provided for them, and yet... They saw the forbidden fruit, and they decided to take that forbidden fruit because what God had provided was not enough, and they needed to make sure that they could be secure. That, that scarcity mindset, most of us, for most of us, this is deeply scripted into our lives because we are sinful people. We see life as only having so much. Even, again, if we have a lot, we still see life as only having so much. And when we live with a scarcity mindset, it's hard for us to be generous. To give generously as God has given to us. The scarcity mindset refuses to be generous. Now let's go back again to our Thanksgiving meal. Well, not the meal, but the leftovers, right? You know, all, over, all that abundance of stuff. And the reason that, you know, I want to go get that cranberry orange relish or whatever your favorite, you know, leftover meal is, is because there's only so much. And I want to make sure that I take care of who? Now you can say it with me, even if you're at home, say it with me, I want to take care of me, right? I want to take care of me, me first. Or maybe you think about Halloween. It wasn't, Halloween wasn't that long ago. This Halloween, again, was different with COVID. And maybe you went and you bought bunches of bags of candy 
even though you knew you weren't going to open your door to trick-or-treaters. Right? And you got this, all this candy. And, and even on a normal Halloween time, you get all this candy. And, and what are the first candies that we t- typically go to eat? You know, Snickers, Reese's Peanut Butters, you know, maybe Milky Way. All the stuff that we love to eat. And then they're left at the very bottom of a bowl or a bag is the things that nobody really, really wants. You know? I mean, I don't want to pick on you. Maybe your candy is really that favored kind of Tootsie Roll taffy stuff. You know, or whatever it is. It's like, I don't want that. I don't want this. I, I want the good stuff. And we, we, you know, we eat that. And we, you know, I want to make sure that it's ours to have. But let's jump back again to Exodus 35. And let's read those words again. From what you have, take an offering for the Lord. Everyone who is willing to bring to the Lord an offering from what you have. So God was calling his people to take from what they have. It reminds us, and maybe, again, there's often these themes in Scripture that tend to run all the way through. In the Old Testament, all the way into the New Testament. Because Paul has very similar words. From what you have to give generously, to give cheerfully. Not under obligation, not under coercion. But God, as he's provided for you, to give generously. From what you have, everyone who is willing. And God had provided for them. Now they all had different resources. Their financial capacity, their resource capacity was different. But God is saying, for whatever your capacity is, that we give. That we give from what we have. We give because we have this heart capacity to give. And we see this shift happen in the people from Building the golden calf to not trusting God, to God through Moses calling them, and they respond with this overabundance of resources. They trust God, and so they give generously. And we find that in Scripture, generosity is part of the Bible, it's part of the Scripture. Now, think again of a Thanksgiving meal. And I don't know if you're usually the one that hosts or if you've ever been to a place where someone else is hosting the Thanksgiving meal. I've done that a number of times where, you know, you've got one of those hosts, and maybe this is the way you're wired, that they will make sure you have everything that you need. So, I mean, there's such an overabundance of stuff, not just on Thanksgiving, but anytime you get together with someone like this. So God is the host, and God is providing everything that his guests need. However, we as humans, again, we tend to live from this scarcity mindset. And we hoard God's many gifts. But the great thing that we see throughout Scripture is God is a God who doesn't give up. God does not give up on his love for you and for me. In fact, as we get ready to enter the season of Advent and Christmas, we see that. John 1, 1 and 1, 14, we hear about the word became flesh. God himself steps into our world. And the words literally there in John go back to those Old Testaments in Exodus. God tabernacles. He tents with us in the flesh. God's generosity ultimately is expressed in Jesus Christ. In Jesus' death and his resurrection. God gives us what we need. It's important for us to know that we don't give out of our abundance or our lack thereof. But we give from God's 
abundance. Our generosity is reflected in God's generous love toward us in Jesus. But you know, this scarcity mindset to this generosity mindset is something that's going to be a part, a struggle for us, a tension for us all the time. Sometimes we're going to do better at being generous, and sometimes we're going to be working from this scarcity mindset. I'm there at times. Especially, I think, this year's been more challenging. But one of the ways that we can move ourselves from scarcity to generosity is to say thank you. And so our challenge for this series is remain the same. And the challenge, again, is this. Every day from now until the end of the year, find one thing you are thankful for. Now, some of you, I know because you've shared with me, you've been doing this every day since we first started this series. Some of you, I don't know because I don't check, uh, maybe haven't done any of this at all. But I really challenge you to try this. Try to find something every day for which you say, God, thank you. The small and the great gifts that God gives you. But those somewhere where you can see them, sticky notes, somewhere, you know, plastered on your wall or a mirror. So that we see God's generosity toward us in Jesus. And that his generosity shapes our heart and our mind. So that we respond much like the people did in Exodus, with an abundance of the resources that he's given to us because of what he's given to us in Jesus. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you. We thank you that you continually are generous in your love toward us. We thank you. and We pray that your generous love toward us is what shapes our generosity, that you shift us from this mindset of scarcity, to a mindset, to a heart that is shaped in love and generosity. That we are generous with all the resources that you have given us, not only here through our offerings and our time given to Holy Savior, but the lives that we live in this community from day to day with our family, with friends, in this world. That we live and share the generous love that you've shared with us in Jesus. We pray this, Jesus, in your name. Amen. For more information about Holy Savior, including service times and location, please visit holysavior.org. Thanks for listening, and until next time.